What's good? Welcome to the Calcio Corner podcast, where we cover all corners of Italian football. My name is Raffaele. Please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, Stitcher, and you can also listen along on SoundCloud. I thank those of you taking the time to listen. You can follow the Calcio Corner on Twitter. It is at the Calcio Corner. Feel free to send questions and comments, and we will address some of them on upcoming episodes of the podcast. You can also follow my personal Twitter account. It is at Italiano Calcio. So we will start off this fifth episode of the podcast by talking about Juve's new coach, Maurizio Sarri. Uh, his contract with the Bianconeri will run until June of 2022. This has been a long, drawn-out process, it feels like. Uh, but finally, we've, re- we've reached a conclusion, and Juve have the new coach. I am recording this podcast on a Wednesday afternoon, and tomorrow, uh, Thursday, they will be introducing uh, Maurizio Sarri as their new coach. In my opinion, this is a good hire for Juve. Out of the coaches that were available, Sadi is a great choice. He'll bring a modern style of play to Juve, something I think that will help them move forward and put them in a better position to succeed, in particular in the Champions League. Uh, we saw how well players like uh, Lorenzo Insigne, Dries Mertens, Jose Callejon, and Gonzalo Higuain did under Sadi at Napoli. Imagine what he could do with Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, remember, when Sadi took over at Napoli, he made the comment that he felt he could get even more out of Higuain. And Iguain was already regarded, regarded as one of the best strikers in football. What did Iguain do that first season under Maurizio Sarri? Scored 36 league goals, tying a record in Serie A. So, you know, we think we've seen it all from Cristiano Ronaldo, but who knows? Maybe Maurizio Sarri can bring him to a whole other level, which would be even crazy to think about and, and could be scary. Perhaps we see him get back to that, like, 35-plus goal-scoring mark. Uh, so it'll be fun to watch how Ronaldo emerges under Maurizio Sarri. This would be one of my concerns um, if I'm a Juve fan. Maurizio Sarri seems to pick his 11 to 13, 14 players and runs them into the ground, it seems like. Uh, he really doesn't rely on the true depth of his bench. Uh, if you recall, Sarri received a lot of criticism for this uh, at Napoli, at Chelsea. Think back just two seasons ago, the 2017-2018 season, when Napoli were really giving Juve their best battle for the Scudetto. Down the stretch, Napoli were faltering and just didn't seem to have the legs and the juice in them. And uh, a big criticism that came Napoli's way was that Maurizio Sarri relied on the same few players. Ultimately, Juve obviously won that Scudetto. Um, When he was coaching Napoli, I mean, he ran that same trio in their midfield. It was always Alan, Jorginho, and Hamšík. They had Zielinski on the bench. He made a few appearances, and you could see glimpses of him being, you know, a special type of player, but... Maurizio Sarri really limited his chances and barely gave him an opportunity. And now if you look at Zelensky, yes, I know uh, Jorginho and Hamjik are no longer there, but if you look at what Zelensky has turned into, he's such a key player for Napoli in that midfield. Um, you you think that he could have provided more assistance to Napoli when Maurizio Sarri was coaching. And maybe, just maybe two years ago, uh, it could have been Napoli winning the Scudetto, not Juve. So that's just something if I'm a Juve fan, I pay attention to uh, with their new coach. So how does hiring Maurizio Sarri affect Juve in the transfer market? Let's start with one of the players we've already mentioned, Gonzalo Higuain. We just mentioned how Higuain flourished under Maurizio Sarri at Napoli. However, this past season, he brought uh, he asked Chelsea to bring in Gonzalo Higuain, and the Premier League side did do that, uh, but Higuain did not perform well at all. Higuain is returning to Juve, and we initially, you know, we all assume that he's just going to be passing through, and eventually we'll find a new club. Um, but perhaps it's possible that Maurizio Sarri wants him to stay, wants to keep him in uh, Turin. 
Uh, it'll be difficult for Juve to find someone to take Iguain on. Uh, his value's never been lower, especially with the money he's owed on his contract. Uh, his name has come up in some rumors recently involving Roma and a deal perhaps for their defender Manolas. But it seems uh, it remains to be seen if Iguain would even be willing to join the Giallorossi. Perhaps he, he thinks he's uh, deserving to be on a, a bigger club. Um, so perhaps Juve's best course of action is maybe just to hold on to Iguain, allow Maurizio Sarri to use him as he sees needed, and perhaps help him uh, regain some of his form, which could only increase his value. And perhaps even in the January transfer window, you could dump Iguain if he's playing uh, better and kind of scoring goals for Juve. Or, you know, if he's become that significant of a player for them, you keep him and then reevaluate things in the summer. But Iguain's value, again, very low. Um, if they want nothing to do with him, if that's what Sadi and the club have decided, then they will certainly look to move on for him. But it will be interesting to see if Maurizio Sadi wants to keep Iguain with him at Juve. We've heard plenty of rumors about Manchester City wanting to sign Juve's wingback Chao Cancelo for about 40 million euro. And from everything you hear, it sounds like Juve are kind of open to selling the Portuguese international. There's also Manchester United involved as well. So a bit of a Manchester derby for the Portuguese wingback. But I'm personally not sure why uh, Juve want to sell uh, Cancelo. He's the type of wingback that Sarri wants for his style of play. I think he could really flourish under uh, Maurizio Sarri at Juve. <clears throat> so I'm just wondering why Juve would opt to sell him. Um, I would like to see them keep him and just see how much he could do with him. Uh, Juve have been linked to Usai, the fullback at Napoli, who obviously uh, Maurizio Sarri previously coached not only at Napoli, but also at Empoli, if you remember, in their previous stop. Those two obviously know each other well, so that could be a fit. They've also been linked to Chelsea's Emerson Palmieri, who uh, Maurizio Sarri had at Chelsea this past season. Dybala is another interesting name, um, an interesting situation to pay attention to. It seemed uh, early on in the summer that he would perhaps be looking to leave for a new opportunity where he could go and be the focal point of a team's offense. But now, from what I've been reading, uh, in particular in Gazzetta dello Sport, Sounds like he kind of wants to stay at Juve, and, and this is his preferred destination where he wants to be, and he wants to see now with their new coach, Maurizio Sarri, if um, if there is a place for him, a, a more increased role for him at Juve now. Um, and, you know, his desire to stay at Juve has been delaying, as Gazzetta dello Sport mentioned, this potential mega swap deal that involves uh, getting Mario Cardi from Inter, and Dybala would go to Inter, so um, we'll have to see what happens there. We all know what Maurizio Sarri did with Dries Mertens, using him as kind of that false nine and turning him into a goal score machine for Napoli. Uh, you know, could Dybala become that player under Maurizio Sarri? Uh, Dybala prove, has proven uh, several times that he could score in Serie A. Two seasons ago, he scored 22 league goals for Juve, so <clears throat> there's certainly the potential there. We all know how talented Dybala is, and it sounds like Dybala wants to stay at Juve and wants to see if there's a, an increased role for him under Maurizio Sarri. In regards to, uh, there was a lot of talk, obviously, why was it taking so long for Juve to announce Maurizio Sarri? There was the talks that perhaps they really were pursuing Pep Guardiola. Those rumors kept persisting. Uh, and I do think Juve were serious in uh, regards to trying to get Pep Guardiola to leave Manchester City, and I think they were inquiring to see how open he would be to taking that job. And perhaps Pep Guardiola even kind of kicked it around a bit to see how um, open Manchester City would be to allowing him to leave. I'm not knocking Maurizio Sarri. I think he's a great choice for Juve, as I mentioned already. But I think that if they could have had their choice uh, between Guardiola and Maurizio Sarri, I think Juve would have chose Guardiola. Um, 
But as it became evident that that wasn't going to happen, of course, they obviously opted for Sari, which, as I mentioned before, not a bad choice. Uh, and perhaps this tussle back and forth between Guardiola and Maurizio Sari is why this process took so long. Next topic I wanted to talk a bit about was um, earlier this week, Francesco Totti had that scorching hot press conference in which he announced that he was leaving Roma as expected, and he truly expressed his displeasure with the direction of the club, in particular with the ownership group led by James Palota. Totti talked about how the, quote, Americans have been pushing out the Romans ever since they've arrived. That's obviously a direct shot at James Palota and his team. Uh, if you recall, Roma just uh, decided not to extend Daniela De Rossi's contract at the end of this past season, despite De Rossi's desire to stay with Roma. All right, James Pelota, he took over Roma as their owner back in August of 2012. Here's where Roma's finished in each of the seasons since Pelota has taken over. Sixth place, second, second, third, second, third, and sixth this past season. <clears throat> in my opinion, I don't know how much more you could expect from this club in terms of winning in Serie A. Sure, in, in a perfect scenario, you would like to have seen them win a Scudetto if you're a Serie A fan. But considering that this period of time has been dominated by Juve, um, and we've seen very good Napoli teams over this stretch. You, uh, Roma's been in the top three most of those seasons. Um, I think they've done a good enough job. Um, they've more or less been in the Champions League each season. Two years ago, if you recall, they were just in the semifinals of the Champions League. So yeah, Roma haven't won a trophy under Pelota since he's taken over, but they've been a pretty successful club. And we all know winning cures everything usually, no matter what sport it is. And Roma are coming off one of their worst seasons under Pelota, so... The fans are going to be unhappy about this. Then you add in the fact that Totti's unhappy with the direction of the club, the pushing out of De Rossi. It's going to anger the Roma fans. And uh, Roma have had a history under Pelota of selling many of their best players over the past few seasons. You think of guys like Pjanic leaving, Alisson, Nengolan, Rudiger, and others. So, you know, Roma fans, they're probably a little fed up with the combination of not winning trophies and also selling off their best players when they feel like this team, again, we mentioned how many times they finish in second and third place, Maybe they would have liked to see this team add players instead of sell players. And that's part of the reason for the um, displeasure Roma fans have been expressing towards this club, in addition to James Pelota. Um, I mean, excuse me, in addition to Totti's displeasure towards the club. Pelota, he has been criticized for being a, you know, a quote, absent owner, living primarily here in the United States. Under Pelota, Roma's brand has grown immensely, um, globally in particular. Uh, which is great for your club. That's what you want. You want to grow your brand globally. However, it seems that Pelota has forgotten a bit about his core fans, the ones in Italy and in particular in Rome. And like Totti said, Pelota and his team have been trying to push out the Romans from this club ever since they've taken over. So it seems like he's forgotten a bit about of his core fans. Again, yes, grow the brand globally, but you cannot forget about your core fans at home. Those are the lifeline of the club. This is a very valuable lesson. Um, if I look at what Rocco Comiso is going to do with Fiorentina now, he clearly wants to take La Viola to higher heights. He wants to grow them globally. You could already see that by bringing them over here to the United States for a preseason tour. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that, as I said. But Comiso and his team, they can't forget about their core fans in Italy and in particular in Florence. Those are the fans that you need to cater to the most and appeal to the most. <clears throat> yes, you want to appeal to all your fans all around the world, but don't forget about your bread and butter back home those are the fans that you need to make sure are the most happiest i think roma they'll be fine from all of this um it's a little bit of a dramatic situation right now it's unfortunate that totti feels this way towards the club um especially given how iconic he is there now we hear 
rumors that he could um, take a management job uh, with another Italian club. He's expressed that desire, and he's been linked to maybe joining Fiorentina's front office or even Sassuolo. Those have been two teams that he could go to. But if I'm Roma, you got to stick with your plan. You can't let any of this outside pressure dictate what you're going to do. You have to be confident in your plan. And in my opinion, Roma are uh, well-run. Uh, they're a club that has to sell some of their players occasionally in order to make new purchases. They're not one of these teams with super deep pockets like these other big clubs in Europe. And it may be difficult for some fans to understand and accept that, that are Roma fans, but um, they have to. And it'll be intriguing to see like you know what direction Roma goes in this summer and moving forward. Now on to our segment, Buy It or Sell It, to cover some of the storylines and rumors that have been dominating the Italian media. Buy it or sell it, Insignia saying Neapolitans will be hurt by one of their own and Maurizio Sarri becoming Juve's coach. This one I'm a little torn on. I think I'm going to go with sell it. I do buy that Insignia could be hurt uh, being a Neapolitan that he is and being having been coached by Maurizio Sarri for a few seasons at Napoli. It has to hurt him a bit. Uh, I'm a Neapolitan. My father was born in Naples. My family are all Napoli fans. I'm not going to hide that. Um, but I always try to do my best to be objective when covering Syria. But I don't have a problem with Maurizio Sarri wanting to coach Juve. And that's why I'm selling this. Um, Sarri is a coach. And him joining Juventus is purely a professional decision on his end. This is how Maurizio Sarri makes a living. This is what drives him. This is what he wants to do. This is his passion. And I feel that a coach can't allow their hearts to get in their way when it comes to this uh, business side of things. Uh, Maurizio Sarri was offered a great opportunity to coach one of the biggest clubs in the world, coach arguably the best player in the world in Cristiano Ronaldo, have a great opportunity to try and win the Champions League title, be that coach that slays that dragon for Juve that they've been going after for five, six seasons now. So if you're a Neapolitan, I don't think you can hate Maurizio Sarri for making this professional decision because that's what it is at the end of the day. Coaches are going to go where they want. It's not like Maurizio Sarri left Napoli directly to join Juve. He left Chelsea to join Juve. It wasn't like he had to choose between Napoli and Juve. If I'm a Napoli fan, I'm not concerned about this anyways. You have a great coach in Carlo Ancelotti already, and you should be very happy with him. There's no need to concern yourself with what your neighbors are doing when you already have a beautiful house. That's my take on that situation. Next one, buy it or sell it. Napoli should sign James Rodriguez from Real Madrid. Buy this. This is a no-brainer. The Italian and Spanish media have been reporting about this for a while now, that Real Madrid are more than open to letting James Rodriguez go on loan with an option to buy. Now, here's where it gets tricky. I've been reading many different numbers in the Italian media. I've read that uh, Napoli could pay 10 million euro for the loan of uh, James Rodriguez and then have to buy him for another 40 million if they choose to the, at the end of the season. Uh, but then also yesterday news came out that just a dry loan, um, not paying anything this season, and then only having to pay a little over 30 million at the end of the season if they want to make it a permanent move. <clears throat> if this is true, uh, that would be an amazing deal, the, the dry loan and then the 30 million euro option. Um, Carlo Ancelotti is very familiar with James Rodriguez. Obviously, the two spent time together at Real Madrid and Bayern Munich. There's talk that Napoli would have to change formation from a 4-3-3 to a 4-2-3-1 to accommodate James. This would be a good signing for Napoli. Very popular player, recognizable player, which would help grow Napoli's brand. From a talent standpoint, I know he hasn't been performing um, at the same level that we you know, fell in love with him during, what was it, the 2014 World Cup, I believe. Um, but he's you know, dealt with some injuries, not getting consistent minutes at his club. 
So um, James Rodriguez would more than embrace this opportunity uh, to play for a coach that believes in him and he knows and he's comfortable with and playing in a city like Naples, I think definitely appeals to James Rodriguez. So yes, by this, uh, you know, Napoli, they've had a little bit of success over recent years with Colombians. Um, remember Camilo Zuniga, Pablo Armero, Duvan Zapata, even David Ospina that they have right now that they just brought from Arsenal. Um, James Rodriguez could be that world-class talent that helps to transform Napoli and take them to that next level. In addition to James, they've been linked to um, PSV's winger Irving Lanzano, which could cost about 40 to $50 million. De Laurentiis just came out today on Wednesday, said that um, he knows that Carlo Ancelotti is pushing hard for Napoli to sign James Rodriguez, although De Laurentiis said that he doesn't necessarily feel that they need him. Uh, De Laurentiis also hinted that if they were to sign James Rodriguez, they would not sign Lozano from PSV. It seems like it'll be one or the other. And it seems like Ancelotti's pick is his former pupil, James Rodriguez. Next one, buyer sell it. Roma should hold on to Costas Manolas, given he is one of their better players. This one I sell. I mentioned on my previous uh, episode of the podcast that I felt Roma would undergo a bit of a rebuild. Uh, and I also mentioned that Paolo Fonseca is the type of coach that is willing to give younger players an opportunity to play and shine. So yes, while Manolas is a very good defender, one of the better center backs in Italy, in my opinion, it wouldn't hurt Roman to cash in on him now. He has a 36 million euro buyout clause. Um, and if you ask me, I don't think that is an outrageous price for a player of his caliber, especially when you consider the price of center backs right now. They're at an all time high. Roma have been standing firm on wanting the full 36 million euro buyout price for Manolas. However, it's been reported in the, in the Italian media that they've been uh, wavering on that and they could be open to accepting some players to help lower that p- uh, price. One of the players in particular is Napoli's midfielder Diawara. Sounds like he could be uh, a key piece that goes towards uh, to Roma to help lower that 36 million euro price tag. Napoli already have an agreement in place with Manolas, uh, one that would pay him three and a half million per season. They just have to reach a deal with Roma. Although De Laurentiis um, did also say today that he thinks that Manolas has a bit of an attitude problem that might not fit into the Napoli locker room. So it doesn't sound like he is fully sold on bringing in Manolas unless he's just making these public comments to try and um, make it seem like the club's losing interest in him and get Roma to drop their price even more. Uh, He's also been linked to Juve. So could have a little bit of a duel there between Napoli and Juve for Costas Manolas. Uh, Next, buy it or sell it. Should Napoli sell Koulibaly to Manchester City, who are reportedly offering them 95 million euro for the defender? This one I got to sell. I'm a huge fan of Koulibaly. I'm not going to hide that. Um, The defender is as talented as they come. He's got a skill set that doesn't come around too often. He's an absolute wall in the defense and really helps cover in that Napoli defense. Uh, it really seems like Napoli, they're trying to build something special this season. Uh, they're looking to bring in Manolas. They're looking to uh, to replace Albiol, not Koulibaly. Napoli seems to be getting closer, as we mentioned, on signing James Rodriguez. They're lurking around with Irving Lanzano. I think you got to keep Koulibaly for at least one more season and see how far this team can go. Um, they had a successful first season under Carlo Ancelotti. Let's see what they could do in year two with an even loaded uh, roster. Um, assuming Koulibaly has another great season, he was rated the top defender in Serie A. He was given that award. Uh, his value is not going to drop. It, it could go up. Uh, I don't know that it would go up much more than 95 million euro, 
which is a crazy price for a center back. Um, but it's an, if it does drop, it's not going to drop drastically if Napoli decide to hold on to him another season. I think they uh, De Laurentiis owes it to these players and whatnot to keep him. Koulibaly, everything he says, he seems to be very happy at Napoli. And um, we've seen Napoli resist big offers from some of the other big clubs in Europe over the past few seasons for Koulibaly. So yes, I sell this. I think Napoli should keep on uh, hold of him, bring in a player like James Rodriguez and add some other players and see just how far this team could go this season under Carlo Ancelotti. Uh, final buy it or sell it. Marco Giampaolo is the right coach for Milan. Buy it. Uh, Milan just announced today that they did hire Marco Giampaolo as everyone expected. He's ready. He's primed to make that jump to a big club. He's paid his dues coaching some of the lower teams in Italy. Most recently, he's had stops at Empoli and at Sampdoria. Uh, he's done a great job at both of those stops in Serie A. Sampdoria this past season under him finished in ninth place. They had Fabio Quagliarella, who's the leading goal scorer. Uh, Giampaolo likes to play a 4-3-1-2 formation. And you would imagine that Paqueta will play um, as that attacking midfielder behind those two strikers. So uh, this could be a great forma- formation and the right coach for Paqueta uh, to take a big leap in his uh, first full season in Italy. Of course, Giampaolo's formation calls for two strikers. Certainly, it sounds like Piantec will be one of those, but who will be the second striker? There's Patrick Crutone, whose name has been popping up in possible deals with Sassuolo for Stefano Sensi. Fidentina have been linked to Crutone as well. Uh, right now, he is busy playing for the under-21 Euro squad, so uh, it doesn't seem like um, anything will be done with him until he returns from that. Andre Silva, the Portuguese uh, striker, he's coming back from his loan deal with Sevilla. Uh, from what I've read in Gazeta dello Sport, it sounds like Giampaolo likes uh, Andre Silva and thinks that he could be a good fit for him in his formation. I think that Silva is a good player and could be that good second striker playing off Piontek uh, a bit. Uh, it's like many people have been saying. Uh, for the first time in a while, Milan seems to like they'll have their first real tactician as a coach in a while, uh, which will help them. Uh, I really like this hire by the Rossoneri. After having coaches like Clarence Sadoff, people in Zaghi, Engineer Gotuso, I feel that they finally have themselves a real coach, someone that understands the X's and O's and could convey that message to uh, his players to get the most out of them. Uh, I felt like, you know, over these past few seasons, we know Milan have been underperforming and they've been bringing in their former iconic players to hire them as coach, give them coaching opportunities. And I feel like that might just have been a, a way to try to appeal to their fans and try to almost create a distraction and a diversion towards the product on the field and whatnot. Um, but now they decided to get themselves a proven coach with experience in Marco Giampaolo, and uh, we'll see what type of success he could have with the Rossoneri. Some news and notes uh, just to wrap up this podcast. Fiorentina have confirmed Vincenzo Montella will remain as their coach. Rocco Comiso met with Montella in New York and felt uh, comfortable having him stay on and lead Fiorentina into this new era. They made that announcement in the heart of New York City, which I thought was pretty cool. As I've said before, Rocco Comiso, he has big plans for this club, big visions for Fiorentina. I think he's really going to do a great job with this club. He said at the press conference announcing Montella that he doesn't need money. He didn't buy Fiorentina to make money. He has plenty of that already. He bought this club because he loves uh, Calcio and because he wants to make this club into a winner and a global brand. Uh, If you're a Fiorentina fan, uh, how could you not be ecstatic about what the future holds? Uh, I can't wait to see what moves they make this summer. But as I mentioned earlier on the podcast, when I was comparing uh, this situation to James Pelota, 
Comiso, yes, grow this brand as much as you want, but you cannot forget about your core fans back home in Italy and in Florence in particular. Um, Comiso also said um, something interesting that he will not sell Federico uh, Chiesa this summer. And once again, reiterated that he does not need money. So he has no desire to sell Chiesa. He said, I do not want to sell Chiesa at least for one more season. He would like to keep a hold on to him. I think that Comiso... Uh, wants to keep Keza for one more season to see that he can prove to Keza that he should be staying at Fiorentina, lay out the vision for him and say that this is the place where you could grow and this club could be a winner. Frosinone, who were relegated down to Serie B this past season, they hired Alessandro Nesta as their coach. The Italian legend, he recently was coaching Perugia in Serie B. He got them into the promotion playoff this season, but they ended up losing. They'll stay in Serie B. And now Alessandro Nesta will be coaching Frosinone in Serie B as well this season. Mario Balotelli, his representatives met with Parma the other day, and they asked for a 4 million euro salary per season. That price is way too high for a club like Parma to be paying. However, talks will continue because it sounds like Parma are really interested in signing Balotelli, and there is interest on Balotelli's end to return to playing in Italy. Rumors have also been uh, popping up again. With Neymar wanting to leave PSG, seems like every summer these pop up. It just wouldn't be a summer without rumors about Neymar being unhappy at PSG. Uh, PSG's president came out the other day and kind of hit back at Neymar and at these rumors, saying that no one forced Neymar to sign here when he did in the first place. Um, and PSG's president also said that um, Kylian Mbappe will stay with the club 200% certain on that one. So that'll do it for the fifth episode of the Culture Corner podcast. I hope you've enjoyed. Once again, please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or on SoundCloud. Feel free to leave us a rating. Um, Thank you, and until next time, ciao.